Hi, everyone. Welcome to Refine and Grow with Justin and Lindsay. My name is Lindsay Allen. And my name is Justin Euler, and this is your podcast for proven strategies on navigating and managing work life. On this particular episode, we're going to talk about grad school, oh. uh, really whether or not it's worth the time, the investment, the commitment. And we both have slightly different stories, which I think makes this a well-rounded discussion. I do not have a graduate degree and actually wanted to go to grad school and for a number of different reasons, never ended up going, whereas you did go to grad school. And you have a more specialized master's degree in, in the area of consulting that we both did together for a number of years. So we're both in the same field of work. We're both in the same field of practice. And yet we have very different routes of how we got to where yeah. we're at. So I think it'll be an interesting discussion. I also happen to work for, and, and Lindsay and I have both probably worked with and have worked with folks over the years who have PhDs. So we've had exposure. I have three colleagues right now that have either a PhD or a doctorate in education. We sit at the same level, or in fact, a couple of those actually work for me. And so we thought it would be important to kind of have a robust conversation, anecdotal for sure, a conversation around grad school and whether or not it's really worth the time and investment. So I think what you'll find is we won't come to any sort of judgment. We're not going to tell you, yes, go to grad school or no, don't go to grad school. I think we're just going to share our respective stories of how our careers have played out and talk about some of the constraints that either led us to grad school or led us away from grad school and talk about how that's impacted or has not impacted our career journeys and really hopefully give you as one who is listening, not necessarily a rubric, but kind of a framework by which you can make a decision. Yeah. So I can share a little bit about my story. I have a master's degree in organization development, which is like a strategic human resources, doing things like change management, organizational design, process improvement, those kinds of things. And from my perspective, I got my bachelor's degree from the College of Liberal Arts in psychology. And I was told constantly as a student, you have to go to grad school. You can't do anything with a psychology degree. I learned as an adult, that's not true. But at that age, I thought, okay, I have to go get the master's degree and I've got to figure out what I want to do. You know, there's six or seven different options when you have a psychology degree of where you want to specialize. I chose basically a business psychology approach and field. So I got the master's degree and I then had a really hard time finding a job. I actually was told when I applied for entry-level positions that I was overqualified for having a master's degree. And mm. when I applied for the positions that required a master's degree, I was underqualified because all I had was internships and the part-time work I had done as a student went straight through high school to college to grad school. So I was 23 when I got my master's degree. So I had a hard time finding a job, first of all, finally landed a job with a nonprofit. And then through my network from grad school, got a job at a consulting firm. Mm. And I actually remember, Justin, when we were working at that consulting firm, we had like an all hands for all the employees. And I don't know if it was like a team building. I can't quite remember what the activity is, but they stood in a circle and the facilitators asked questions. And if it was true, you took two steps forward in the circle. And if it was not, you stayed put. And one of the questions they asked is, do you have a graduate degree? So if your answer was yes, you took two steps forward. Now, I don't know the exact number, but I think it was around 120-ish folks in our office because it was a global firm. So just in the Seattle office. Yeah. And I remember very distinctly being one of five or six people who took a couple steps forward. And that yeah. was my first thought of, 
maybe I spent an extra 50 grand for nothing, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And then I also, I was telling Justin before we started recording, I was contemplating going to get my doctorate. This was later on. So I liked doing management consulting, but I thought I would also like to teach part-time for a university and spoke to some colleagues and every single one advised the same. You don't need the doctorate. If you've got the work experience, you can still be an adjunct professor for a local university. So that was a huge aha moment. But to talk about some of the benefits that I did get from that master's degree, definitely when you go off to college and you go off to grad school, you're on a campus with a lot of people who are very intelligent, having great conversations about all kinds of different topics. I mean, particularly in liberal arts colleges, right? We could have philosophical debates all day long. And I like that. (laughs) I was into that. I was learning a lot from people. So when I reflect on undergraduate and graduate school, I think about all of the people that I met, the network that I built. I wouldn't have gotten into management consulting had I not reached out to one of the students who graduated with me. A friend from grad school helped me get the role. And then you have that whole alumni network that's available to you, which I did use. And also, you know, you develop your own sense of self. You hear other opinions and takes on how the world works that maybe you didn't hear growing up. And I think it just expands your mind and allows you to evolve. So I would say from my perspective, those are some of the pros and cons that I ran into being a graduate student. I was very shocked to learn that in the business field, you don't necessarily hit a ceiling just because you don't have a master's degree, because I thought that that was the case and it's not. Harvard Business Review took a look at CEOs and the percentage of CEOs that had MBAs. I remember, I don't remember the exact number, but I remember it being shocking to me how many did not have advanced degrees. And certainly there are a high number of senior executives in Fortune 100 companies who are graduating from top tier undergraduate and graduate schools, Harvard, you know, and Harvard Business School. But I was also shocked to find out how many executives do remarkably well and come from some of the state universities like Hofstra that you don't get all Twitter pated when you hear their names. So I think, you know, education is critical. I'm a big fan. I had aspirations for graduate school long before before I ever got into the world of business, I had aspirations of getting a PhD in, in English literature. And even after I entered into military service, I had aspirations to go get a master's degree and teach and was on that track to go teach at the military academy at West Point. And so grad school was always something that was kind of in my field of vision. I came from a family with advanced degrees. And so getting an advanced degree was always something I wanted to do. I consider myself pretty intellectually curious. I love to read and I love to read across a number of different disciplines. And so for me, grad school just always seemed like the thing I would do at some point. It was a matter of if, it was a matter of when. And so when I entered into the business world, I'm not sure if we've told the story at all on this podcast, crazy story. And I almost found myself into consulting by accident, into the business world by accident. I really struggled with my lack of business acumen, my lack of business vocabulary. People would talk about a PL and I would be like, well, I don't even know what that is. And so I, for a long time, in my first probably five to six years in consulting, felt the need to go to grad school. And I did a lot of investigation into executive MBA programs, nighttime and weekend MBA programs, part-time MBA programs, full-time. I had three kids and a wife and a mortgage. So a full-time MBA program was not really an option for me at that time. And I actually looked at a master's in public policy as well, because I've always been interested in government and kind of the connection between government and private party, private sector. 
public-private partnerships. So I looked at a number of different areas of study and programs. And finally, I just couldn't commit to the time requirements that a program would require of me and balancing work. And again, we talked on an earlier episode, there is no balancing work in life. I couldn't see a healthy situation where I would both be working 40 to 60 hours a week, plus doing an MBA program, plus trying to be a father, plus trying to be a husband and not going completely insane. And I was already commuting quite a distance every day. So I just couldn't find something that seemed workable to me. So in a lot of ways, I felt stuck. And I actually had a boss, Maria Kramer, who led our practice for a number of years at our prior employer, who basically sat me down one day and said, she's former military like myself. She has an MBA. And she said, Justin, you don't need an MBA. You've moved beyond that. The only way an MBA would help you is if you decided to get out of consulting and move into like finance. She goes, then I might advise you to go to graduate school. She goes, but you understand this. You're in it. You're immersed in it. You've lived it. Your graduate degree comes from lived experience. The payoff for grad school really wouldn't be something that would be worth it. I think that conversation helped me to feel kind of released from grad school and the requirements thereof, and really to rest in the fact that I had gained a lot of knowledge and experience in my professional life. And because I am intellectually curious, I had done a lot of reading and a lot of studying on my own. And I also started to look around and realize like, hey, I'm actually getting promoted either with or ahead of folks that have graduate degrees already. And I have colleagues with PhDs. And from a customer experience perspective, I don't think the customer is experiencing anything different. And I'm certainly able to lock horns intellectually. There were times where I felt like, oh, I don't know that framework. I don't know that method or that philosophy. So because I do have that curiosity, I'd write it down, I'd go back and I'd go look it up and read about it and study it. So from that perspective, there were frameworks and systems and methods that I didn't get to learn formally that I kind of had to pick up as I went. I think grad school would have been incredibly beneficial for me. Just didn't work well with the life that I had. And so I'm sitting here now at 48 in a senior position in a services org as part of a large SaaS company. And at this point in my life, I can't see myself going back to grad school unless I went back to truly get like a PhD in philosophy or a master's degree in theology or just something fun to go study. But as far as my career development, I think that the ship has sailed and I'm actually okay. Like I'm waving at the ship saying, hey, have a nice voyage, enjoy yourself, you know, don't fall overboard and letting that ship sail. And to this day, I have lots of colleagues with PhDs who work for me, work with me. I work for them. Master's degrees. I think it's something that if you have a passion for learning and you want to go get a master's degree because it's just, you just want to dive deeper, then go. If you're shifting disciplines and you feel like it will help you to make that shift, go to grad school. I'm all for grad school. I think my message to folks would be, don't let it be a a limitation to you diving in and becoming an expert in your perspective field and pushing through your career, you will progress just fine on time. Grad school is not going to be a limiting factor for you. I would also say, don't let it be a confidence reducing factor. If you don't have a graduate degree, your identity is not wrapped up in three letters at the end of your name. It's really your curiosity. It's the experience that you garner over the years and how you apply that experience and that knowledge. That's really what sets you apart. It's not where you get it. It's what you do with it. Yeah. And in my personal experience, I actually can't think of in the business industry, anybody besides accountants who may need to go for the CPA. 
or they'll hit a ceiling. Like for me, what comes to mind is doctors and nurses and lawyers needing to go and get that degree. But I can't really think of where you would really need it in business other than accounting. So I think I feel like after you told your story, Justin, I did have a little bit of a head start when I first entered the field because we would have alumni come back and we would go through mock interviews and we would have to present case studies, the solution that we had come up with to these business executives who were alumni of our program. We had these internships with alumni and just with other, you know, donors or friends of the program where we learned a lot, you know, it's like a simulation for the workplace. So I do feel like I was a little ahead of the game when I very first started. I would say within a couple of years, we were all on the same playing field. Yeah, And I think it's also important for people to hear because if you are a student right now and you're thinking about grad school or you're in grad school and you're going to be getting your first job, you know, continue on the path that you planned for yourself, but be aware that when you get into the workplace and you are interfacing, particularly with folks who have been around for like 10 plus years, they are not interested in the theories that you learned, you know, cause I got my master's degree in organization development and it was very applicable to the work that I was doing in the consulting firm, you know, a few years in. And I tried to say, well, there's this tool or there's this theory and people would say, yes, thank you, Lindsay, but we know how to solve this problem because we've experienced it personally this fifth or sixth time around. So we don't have to look at the theory. I, I can <laughs> almost I can, I can almost hear them saying, oh, bless your heart. Yes. Bless yes. Heart. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Also, it can help your reputation to just build an awareness that the folks who have the experience have their own proven methodologies yeah. and theories that they've tested specifically in that org, specifically with that role, specifically with that department, with that process. And so if there's a hesitancy about what to do, and you know about a tool or a theory that might help, then you might want to bring in your graduate school background. But other than that, I would say that I I wish I hadn't. I wish I had kept my mouth shut and listened to the times that I did try to lean on my graduate degree to come up with, you know, a way to apply a business theory. Yeah. Yeah. The other benefit of grad school, and I've always been a little envious of this, is the network that you acquire. I think of one of the folks who I worked for in my old practice. I say old, I just handed it over a week ago. Big, Still a mentor to me very much. He went to graduate school at USC. And that network has been not just a source of friendship for him, but it's been a source of professional connection over the years. And I think having that shared connection, it creates an immediate connection when you have an alumnus from, from the same institution and when you can tap into that network, especially at a really good school like USC, that's the real benefit. If you are going to go to grad school, my uh, advice to you would be go to a grad school that's the top 25 MBA program, top 20 MBA program, if you're going to go get an MBA. Don't just get an MBA from anywhere. Go get an MBA from, you know, and I would even say if you can do a top 10, top five school, commit. And if you go to get a specialized master's degree like Lindsay's, go to a top rated program. It may not be the top rated program, but go to a school that's got a reputation. For example, BYU, believe it or not, phenomenal reputation when it comes to HR. If you're going to get an MBA with a specialization in HR, that's a great school to go to. If you're going to go to school and get an MBA with an emphasis in HR, but even more specifically, labor relations, Cornell. That's where you want to go. Finance and Wall Street, probably want to go to Harvard or Stanford. There's just certain schools that you should go to 
because of that network and because of the doors it opens and the opportunities that you're going to have, I think that makes it really, really worth the investment. I see that as a huge benefit. And that's the counsel I've given my own kids. My daughter's likely going to go get a master's degree. And I tell her, go to the best graduate program you can get into for your field of study. Yeah, the alumni network is definitely, I mean, it's lifelong. So it's a huge benefit. I think we can summarize this conversation. It's not, should you go or should you not go? But it's really understanding why you want to go, what value you think you're going to derive from going. And there is value. There is actual value. It may not be financial value, but there's lots of other value. But you have to look at it holistically. What situation are you in? What funds do you have available to you? You could potentially incur $100,000 to $150,000 in debt just in an MBA program. So you have to really decide if the juice is worth the squeeze. And that's not just an intellectual decision. It's an emotional decision. It's a familial situational decision that you need to make. But the big message is it can be incredibly beneficial and helpful. It's also not necessary and it doesn't necessarily differentiate you over and above your peers when it comes to outcomes in your career longitudinally, I would say. But again, I'm a fan of grad school. I just wasn't the right situation for me. Lindsay went to grad school. She's a fan of grad school. And she would say it didn't necessarily provide long-term longitudinal value. It really comes down to a judgment call and what you are looking for yourself as an individual. That's all for today. Don't forget to head out to our website to download the tips and tricks worksheet from today's episode, download case studies, subscribe to our podcast and newsletter and more. And tune in next week for an all new episode. Thanks for listening.